When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celtics survived game four, 97 to 90 in overtime. This is the Garden Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. Welcome to the Garden Report. My name is Jared Weiss. With me, as always, Evans Clinchy and Jimmy Toscano. They survived. They avoid the sweep. Celtics win 97 and 90 in overtime. Let's just go right to the highlights in this one. And we start looking at Carmelo Anthony missing so many shots tonight. He really he was driving that. on Brandon Bass, going to the rim, and he breaks. He breaks that one pretty poorly. Missed uh, some threes. Lot. 35 shots. Exactly. He actually went three for 15 in the first half in this one. He just couldn't hit a shot, but he was getting to the line. So Jason Terry throws an alley-oop to KG. This really was kind of the first time the crowd really got into it. Uh, it was kind of a half-inch crowd to start the game. I mean, that was pretty huge there. See that in slow-mo. Uh, this is a big theme tonight. Jeff Green in transition, taking a lot of kind of like floater layups, yeah. whatever. No, he attacked all night. Yeah, but then Avery Bradley, huge getting steals on the full-court press. He gets this one to Paul Pierce, who sees a defender in front of him, doesn't really care, hits the three on that one. And then Terry, right before the first half ends, with a huge shot, giving them a 19-point lead at the half. But... We know the Celtics. We know that didn't last too long. And Ray Felton was the guy that did it. He had 16 points in the third quarter. He hits the three, gets the back pick from Kmart, and scores right over Jason Terry. And then, of course, the beautiful pull-up from 30 uh, 30 feet out. (laughs) When that went in, I I just looked around, and everyone was just shaking their head like, how did that happen? Yeah, then in the fourth quarter, Zamello comes alive. Mello actually hit the layup to tie it up, and then Felton hits the pull-up off the back screen from Chandler. First lead of the game and the only lead of the game for the New York Knicks in this one because then the pick and pop between Pierce and KG, they finally get it going, and KG hits the shot right on the money, tying it up. Melo has a chance to win the game for the Knicks, but Jeff Green just covers it perfectly on this one. That sums up that night for Melo. I mean, they suffocated him all night on defense. He still got his points, but on so many shots. Yeah, so Pierce misses the shot. We go to overtime. Jeff Green gets the ball to Terry, who's streaking all the way, just all wide open, all by himself. Mm, that's a shot. They can't get to him. He nails that three, three-point lead for the Celtics. And then with a one-point lead, Terry somehow is able to get free off of Tyson Chandler, hits the shot to make it a three-point lead for the Celtics. One there, right? chance. One chance for the Knicks to tie it up here. Felton has the ball. He eventually is able to get it to Mello, but Mello kind of fumbles a catch just enough for Pierce to be able to get on him. He has to rush a shot. It's over. Jason Terry, the hero of the night. Huge game for Jason Terry. He has nine Huge points game. in overtime. And as we saw it, he was the guy really bringing the energy <laughs> to the game, Evans. Uh, yeah, he was. I mean, especially in the final minutes, he was. I mean, it was kind of a slow start for Terry in the early going, but he really picked it up and carried them late. Uh, but this is a complete team effort. It's not just Jason Terry with his scoring. I mean, we, we, we saw the way Pierce and, and Jeff Green were attacking all night long, and, and the defense effort from Bass. You know, I don't want to give this win just to one guy. It was really six guys playing a complete game. I agree. I mean, I think it starts with the defense like it always does with this team. I mean, you have Carmelo Anthony, who's been maybe the MVP of the postseason up to this, up to this game. Yeah. And for him to put up 35 shots tonight and score 36 points, I mean, that's what you want. You want your high-volume shooters to put up a ton of shots. Uh, you know, if he's going to try to beat the Celtics by himself, 
the Celtics are going to let him try to do that by himself. Because without Smith today, you saw Melo try to do I think he tried to do too much today. I think he tried to put the team on his back. And, you know, star players do that from time to time. And sometimes it works out. But, you know, aside from Felton's, you know, Felton's dropped up today. But I just don't think it was enough. I think the Celtics, uh, in general, suffocated Melo. And we, we saw guys step up at certain points in the game. It was green for regulation and Terry especially in overtime. Well, Beller had 35 field goal attempts and 20 free throw attempts, so 55 total yeah. shots from Beller. <laughs> Unreal. Let's take a look at the uh, team stats here. Uh, so the Celtics, they win 97 to 90. They have almost a, actually a 10.3 percentage point, just to be exactly precise on that one. Field goal percentage advantage there. More free throws, and uh, they actually hit more threes in the Knicks. The Knicks have been killing them from yeah. deep in this series. Celtics finally hitting some three, three point shots in this one. But look at the offensive rebound differential. And that was where the comeback really came from for the Knicks. Was they had so many second chance opportunities in the third and fourth quarter. I mean, long, you know, they say long shots, long rebounds. I think a lot of those missed shots that they were taking, um, you know, they would go to Chandler. He's really good at tipping balls back yeah. uh, to the guards who are hanging out waiting for those. But Garnett did that well tonight, too. Garnett, Garnett did that well, too. But, but I think, you know, Garnett, you know, if you, if, and he, you know, 17 rounds, you can't argue with that. But I think Ch- Tyson Chandler did have his way at times, you know, on tipping balls back. And when you look at that and you see 16 offensive rebounds, you look and you see the Knicks took 90 shots compared to the Celtics 76. I mean, when you give a team that many extra shots, rarely do they lose. And a big thing here is that Tyson Chandler has been doing that tip-back thing all season long. But like you said, KG, right at the end there, after Chandler basically brought them back to the game with those, KG started to actually kind of take that play away from them. Yeah. They're finally getting stops on the perimeter when they had to. Yeah. I mean, Garnett had 17 rebounds, and that doesn't even tell the whole story. There must have been like five more that he tipped to Jeff Green or Paul Pierce. Right. He probably had over 20 rebounds, you know, the true definition of, of rebounding the ball. Incredible effort from him. When, you know, the last two games he's been, he's been doing that. It's been impressive. All right, well, let's hear what everybody had to say tonight. Amazing. You know, you guys don't get to see it, but when you watch all the guys, and that just is Terry, but when you watch them practice, you know, on the floor on their own, uh, they work on certain shots, and that's a shot that transition three is something he works on all the time. Other man, you know, we put ourselves in this three up position. It's not where you want to be as a team, but you know, it's what it is. Today we fought for another day and you know, do the same Wednesday. Yeah, I was I was pretty confident actually. I had a good calmness about myself coming into the game. I really didn't think about after the after effects of it. You know, my whole focus today was uh, getting today, I, actually, I've already called some friends in New York telling them I'll be out there for dinner. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, actually. So, Jason Terry is the star of the show, and it was kind of getting to the point where people didn't want to see Terry at all. We were trying to figure out whether Crawford or Lee was going to play ahead of him, and now he's the hero in Boston, at least for one game. We'll see how it goes in game five. But, uh, Jimmy, talk about how big Terry was tonight. I mean, are you really surprised? I guess I mean, Ever since the Celtics got Terry, the whole thing was, oh, he's going to show up in the playoffs, so just, you know, don't worry that he went 3 for 12 tonight or for the past month. Yeah. <laughs> because when the playoffs come, he's going to really bring his A game. So, I mean, we were still kind of waiting to see for it. I mean, four games in, but, um, yeah, in the overtime, you saw with that transition three, Doc Rivers said after the game that, you know, that's a shot that he works on. And we've seen him pull up for three on, on fast breaks many times, and sometimes they went some zone. But the fact that, you know, he still trusts that shot, I mean, and, and he did it today, and he, I don't think he thought twice about it. I mean, he, and he said in the past, like, I'm going to take those shots every time I'm, I'm going to get those shots. So uh, it was good to see him step up, and he just followed that up after with that. You know, we, we, we showed the highlight of it earlier. You know, he found his way around two guys, and he hit that shot. So those five straight points, I mean, that really put the game away, I think, for the Celtics. 
Terry's also lucky to have a coach in Doc Rivers who's, who's always going to trust veterans like him. I mean, you put, put him on a team with a different coach, and you, he might trust a guy like Jordan Crawford more than Terry, but, but Doc will stick with his veterans, tried and true guys like Jason Terry. You're going to get minutes. And so he got 40 minutes and 50 seconds despite having a pretty rough last couple of months. I mean, it, it's the kind of trust that, that Doc instills in Terry that gives him the confidence to keep shooting even when it's not always falling for him. Right. And, you know, eventually you get nights like this when he scores 18, 9 overtime. So. Yeah. All right, well, uh, defending Melo was the most important thing, obviously, for yeah. the Celtics. Sure. Uh, Terry, not so much. He didn't, he didn't do that. Yeah, he never does. <laughs> not really. But Jeff Green and Brandon Bass, Brandon Bass had most of the responsibility for it. Yeah. Doc Rivers Pierce talked about well. that after the game. Brandon was the uh, he was the star of the game, as far as I'm concerned, and um, you know he just defended, you know, and and did it over and over and over again. Um, there's a lot of guys that you want to defend. I don't know if Carmelo would be the one you would pick, uh, and for Brandon to do that basically the entire game until we fouled out uh, was terrific for us. Uh, we needed that one guy to be able to do that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, Brandon gets in foul trouble, Jeff has the guard, and we had the one timeout at the end of the game when you knew they were going to go to Carmelo. Uh, Jeff and Paul both have, both have five fouls, and you're thinking, I mean, who do you want to sacrifice almost? That's how you felt, uh, because he's such a foul magnet. You know, he's really good at, at drawing fouls. Uh, but I thought Paul, I thought they all did, you know, took their share, and Jeff was great as well. So Jeff had a little bit there at the end, especially in the clutch moments. Brandon Bass had to give up all six of his fouls covering Mello, but Evans, it worked. I mean, yeah, Mello only, only hit a third of his shots. Yeah, well, Doc was asked before the game like about the starting lineup, and he basically said, we want to start Brandon Bass because we want to put him on, on Mello early. Mm-hmm. And he was exactly right. It was the right move. Mello missed all of his first six shots. He, had, he was scoreless in the first quarter, I believe. Yeah. And he had to just take these awkward fadeaways and like leaning shots to his left yeah. trying to like, get around Bass because Bass just had outstretched arms in his face the whole night the whole night when he wasn't fouling out. Right. I mean, it was a really, really inspired effort from Bass, and, and that kind of set a tone for everybody else. I mean, because you had Pierce and Jeff Green not guarding Melo so much, they were free to focus on offense, and it was just a ripple effect throughout the whole team. Right. Everyone played better. I think, I mean, no easy shots. I mean, that's what we talked about after game three, you know, the fact that not only are they hitting shots, but they're hitting wide open shots. I mean, get out there, make it difficult for him. You saw what happens. We've seen it before with Melo. I mean, sometimes he gets a little emotional on the court, and maybe he puts up some shots that he shouldn't put up. And if exactly. you've got a hand in, or hand in his face or you're bodying him up well, I mean, it was really physical out there tonight. I mean, the refs tried to eliminate almost all physicality, <laughs> which is why almost every player fouled out of this game, even the only one did. I mean, it seemed like they all midway through the third yeah. quarter, they all had four, and everyone had to sort of slow down. But physicality is, is one thing that you have to have against these Knicks. It's, I mean, it's rare that guys even get five fouls in the NBA. So the fact that there were three guys in the Celtics with right. five fouls, it's pretty significant. And give Green credit, he had to basically guard Melo on an island. They kept giving him isolation mm-hmm. tries against Green, and Green had five fouls. And he managed right. to pretty much stop Melo for the most part, except for that last uh, layup to tie the game towards the end. Yeah. But he was able to pretty much keep Melo under control while guarding him with five fouls. And Melo got to the line 20 times tonight. He yeah. was a single-handed foul machine. Right. He was. Agreed. Okay, so game five, Celtics are down three to one. No one, no one has ever come back to get to, uh, to win game seven after going down three zero. But a lot of teams have made it to game six. Jimmy, are the Celtics one of those teams that could do it? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't think so. And honestly, it, and if, if the game was back in Boston, I would say I would give a much better shot. But the fact that the the Knicks are going back uh, to New York and they're getting J.R. Smith back, that yeah. just tells me. They've just got too much still, too much going for them. 
where I don't think that this this loss is going to like rattle them, where they're not going to you know know what to do in game. All of a sudden, I don't. But it, I think the Celtics will compete, and I and you know I'm not going to write them off completely because that's one thing I've learned covering this team is you can never <laughs> write them off. And as soon as you write them off, you can they never come back anything, and they win. Good or yeah, bad, basically. Exactly. I was about to say, right? <laughs> you never have any idea what the hell. So whatever, everything I just said, don't even just listen don't to listen it. to us at all. We right. have no clue. That's right. what I'm trying to okay, say. Okay, well, what, what it's basically, it's going to be tough. What do they have to do specifically to win Game Five besides not scoring like 30 points hey, in the second? You got to keep clamping down on Melo. I mean, that, that's, that's the big it. thing, right? If, if you make Melo take 35 shots and miss 25 of them, you're going to have a really good chance to win. If you can do that twice in a row, we got ourselves a Game Seven. I mean, they say it. They just they got to play defense. They got and Jeff Green said they have to treat every possession, every defensive possession, like it's their last, mm-hmm. which is, sounds cliche, but it actually could be. It's what you got to do. <laughs> right, and if they don't do that, then, you know, they'll start making plans to ship their cars back to wherever they live and all that stuff. Okay. Well, let's uh, take a look at that game reset again while we go into the box score. This is boxing out. Uh, Evans, what was your stat of the night? My stat of the night, we talked about it already, but 35 shots on Carmelo. I mean, the fact that he just kept shooting and he kept missing and he kept shooting, I mean, that's how you lose games is taking 35 shots and missing so many of them. So, yeah, that's, that's a key stat, clearly. Good stat. My stat is 16 to 14. Um, oh. In the third quarter, Raymond Felton scored 16 points. And the Boston Celtics as a team scored 14. And obviously that was the quarter where the Celtics lead went from 20 to 3. And Felton hit that buzzer beater uh, 3 at the end of the, at the end of it. Uh, I just thought that, you know, it was a number of things that sort of plagued the Celtics that, in that quarter. One of them being foul issues. I mean, they, Kevin Garnett picked up his fourth, I think, early on in the third quarter. They took him out. The Knicks went on a 12-2 run. And then after that, um, you know, they, they put KG back in. But at that point, you know, the, the hurt was on. I think, you know, the, the Knicks kind of got into a rhythm at that mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Everything was falling. Uh, so Raymond Felton, I thought, you know, he really stepped up tonight in Smith's absence, and he almost got the job done without him. We should note that Felton was not the only player to outscore an entire team in a period tonight. Jason Terry, Terry Overton. And that's my number there, the nine points for Jason Terry oh, sorry, in overtime. Uh, no, but I, it wasn't as good as a number, or a good as way of framing it as you had it. But uh, Jason Terry is nine points in overtime, single-handedly wins the game for them at the end there. That's wasn't sure if we were going to get to say that in the playoffs. I think we all right. kind of expected we would say that at one point at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and then for the last five months, it didn't look like we were going to get to say that. But the jet finally took off at one point. We'll it's see off. if he can stay up in the air. Where is it going? We don't know. We have no idea where he lands. All right, so <laughs> for me, baller of the night is Jason Terry because of his overtime performance. But okay. Jimmy Nevins, who do you guys think are the uh, uh, I'm going, ballers of the night? I'm going with Jeff Green. I just really like what I saw from him tonight on both ends of the court. I thought mm-hmm. defensively we talked about um, you know, how he was left alone guarding Melo a lot of times, and I think he did a really good job. And offensively, the one thing that we've always want to see out of Green is just attacking, attacking, attacking the rim. Because when he's out in the open court, it seems like three strides and he's at the hoop. I mean, when he gets in transition, I mean, he seems to be faster and stronger than anybody else on the court, so it was good to see him attack the hoop tonight. Uh, what did he finish with? 26 points? 26 points, uh, 22 shots, 20 a lot of shots, shots but in 49 you know, he'll take it. So. Forty-eight points. I heard Terry call call Jeff Green. He had LeBron-like speed. Quite a high compliment. Fair. That's pretty fair. (laughs) LeBron light. LeBron light. LeBron very light. A very homeless man's LeBron James. Um, Baller. Oh, um, I was going to go with Kevin Garnett. Uh, Seventeen rebounds twice in a row. I mean, that's just insane. Thirty-four rebounds in two games here at the Garden. Uh, That's pretty crazy. And like you said, he could have had more probably. He could have had a lot more. I mean, the the fact that he's willing to get in there and muscle up against Tyson Chandler and try to push him around when he tries to push back, Mm -hmm. he stays with it. He doesn't let himself get bullied, and it's because he he knows the importance of these games. Back to the wall, he's got to fight. 
and Kevin Garnett's fighting for every rebound. It's been great. And you made a great point before we went on air. How many times does someone have 17 rebounds twice in a row? In two I, games I, in a row? I don't know. Just a bizarre number. Elias, get on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stats Adam, get on that. There you go. Uh, there you go, yeah. So they win 97-90 and 90 in overtime. <laughs> they can still get eliminated in Game 5. They could. It's quite so possible. We hope to see you again. I mean, just very quickly for you guys, what was the big moment of the year that stood oh, out for you? This. We have to uh, it's got to be Rondo's injury, right? Yeah. I mean, how can it yeah. not be? I mean, or you can say, you know, Selinger's injury was like sort of the icing on, on the crap cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, you hate to see... And the entree was like a little bit of like salad on crab the side. Cake. This is the less tasty kind of cake. Right. <laughs> no, but you hate, to, you hate to sum up a season with the word injuries, but, I mean, when two of your starters go out for the year, I mean, That's it's tough to overcome the, for the Celtics to even be in this position. I mean, I think it says some says a lot about some of these guys. What's your question? Favorite moment? Or, let me rephrase no. it for you, actually. So a lot of people the last few days have been talking about if they still had Rajon Rondo, how would this team look right now? How would they be able to beat this Knicks team the way the Knicks have been playing? What do you think? I mean, I would say, yeah, it would make a huge difference. I mean, oh, yeah. we've seen Rondo in the playoffs have triple doubles every other game. I mean, it would make a humongous difference, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, the best, he's their best, you know, and they said he's their best player in the postseason, and you know, we're seeing it now because the offense isn't moving the way it was when he first went out. You know, it seems like the ball's moving all over the place, everyone's contributing, but now it's not really looking that way. And the honeymoon period's over, and they're, right. they're back to playing like you expect in the playlist. Right. Without a point guard. Well, we'll see if they can work things out or if they end up getting uh, split up. But the Celtics will face the Knicks in Game 5. Hopefully we will see you for Game 6. For Evans Clinchy, Jimmy Toscano, my name is Jared Weiss. This is the Garden Report.